What is up, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of More Important Issues. I'm ready to get going. This is, uh, first off, hey, uh, happy 6-9 day. That's a big deal. Um, wanted to throw that one in. Uh, nice. it, is, it is June 9th, um, so that's that's exciting stuff right there. Um, we've got a, I'm excited to talk regional baseball. Uh, I'm going to land in here. You have to hold me accountable. Don't let me rant too long. A guy got me fired up right before the show. So I try to just like talk in the mirror to get myself like rid of out of that space. So hopefully, yeah, it won't last too long. Uh, we'll, we'll get through it. I also want to, um, uh, you guys already know this guy. Um, you're familiar with him, but he is, uh, he's going to uh, produce for us and be around more important issues um, with us more. So everybody want to say what's up to our producer now, Dylan Taylor. Um, Dylan, thank you so much. Love to have you on. You guys know him from the bat flip and some, some other writing stuff, but uh, thank you again, Dylan, for uh, producing. Yeah, no problem, guys. This is uh, so you, you'll you got a familiar face now, so you, you you'll see him you'll see him all the time. Right, right. <laughs> Luckily for the, oh. my face won't be on much. <laughs> Absolutely. Have <laughs> <laughs> um, you in and out? In and out. Uh, we do have a great show though. We uh, we're, we're talking ball baseball, of course. Uh, last time we were on, we pretty much strictly stuck to ball baseball because we were a little excited. So we do have some recruiting news after a big weekend on Rocky Top uh, for ball football and even some basketball. And things are getting back to normal, it seems, with um, uh, recruiting people on campus, things like that. Nature's healing. Nature is absolutely healing, and I- I'm all about it. I'm all about I'm all about the kids being on campus. The Bachelor's back on. I mean, it's. It's kind of normal. It's not weird. Right. Uh, I haven't watched it. Who's on it now? It's Katie. No, no, no. Isn't there, uh, what's his name? The dude that's in. He oh, was Chris on Harrison. Is he back? Chris Harrison? No, he's gone. Okay. Who he is it canceled. now? It's uh, Tasha and Caitlin. Caitlin's like from a season uh, a while ago, but Tasha's from the last season. Yeah. I, I don't know any of those people, so I it's oh, yeah. I I'll have to look up a name who I'm thinking of. Yeah, Manuel Ocho doesn't do it. He's he's he wasn't on the first episode, so I don't know what happened with that. Just so. a sub, fill in. Yeah, nature's stealing though. We're we're getting back to it. Um, but we we will talk about baseball and then segments, of course, stupidity and what's trending. Landon's gonna tell you guys about some of our friends that make this show possible and uh, tell us where you're listening from. Yeah, love to hear it. Big Geography, guys. Um, go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. And here is a quick word from our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. People always ask, where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's blue water sailing. It takes a team of people to do that tireless work, focus, and attention to detail. So much of starting a business is just like that. After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction for accomplishing something. And it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Get my 
in my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Reddit did to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, June 9th. Like I mentioned, happy 6-9 day. Do with that what you will. Uh, I'm not telling you all how to celebrate, but I do know this. This weekend is going to be a cause for celebration. I know there's some upset fans, some people that want to be there that maybe can't. Good news that was tweeted out. Uh, I know I saw Trey Wallace, maybe uh, maybe saw someone else mention it as well. Could be a watch party going outside Lindsey Nelson this weekend. So maybe uh, maybe everyone's going to get in on the action. And I think with the limited capacity, you weren't going to get everybody that wanted to be there there. So this is the solution. Uh, I think it's going to be a great weekend on Rocky Top. Of course, Tennessee hosting a Super Regional. Did we ever find out, is this the first? This is the first, yes. First time hosting in, in Lindsey Nelson. So this is a, a really, really exciting weekend for uh, Vol Baseball, Vol Nation, Rocky Top. We're excited. We're actually bringing assistant uh, coach on Ross Kivett. Um, you you guys are going to really get to know him. Um, not uh, If you're in Lindsey, if you haven't been in Lindsey Nelson yet this, uh, this year, which I think there's going to be a lot of people there that haven't. Um, because not everyone had eight season tickets. So there's no way there's going to be, uh, there's definitely going to be new faces. So you're going to get to know him with uh, some of his electricity. Landon mentioned some of his colorful language. Um, they come to you. You don't, you don't have to go to them. They come to you. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. He's was, the, he's the Mike Eckler of the, the baseball program. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe. Uh, and maybe I think you'd find that as a, as a compliment. I think he's chilly hot. I think I think you're right. I think you would. And uh, but I, I'm pumped for this weekend. I, I can't stop thinking about it. It um it's uh I you know I told you I don't know if I'm gonna be able to be there Sunday. I think I'm gonna work it out to be there Sunday. I think I'm just gonna make it happen. Like even if at, if it's at the watch party, like I I just need to be I need to be there. I think I think that's everyone's kind of sentiment too. Everyone wants to call people bandwagon fans, um, and all that just because they're they're cheering for a winning team. No one cheers for a losing team. Like this is, if you are a diehard, if you've been going to to games since the um, uh, Todd Raleigh days, and you're you should be very very excited what's happening, not spiteful and being like I've been here the whole time, stay away. You want the stadium to grow. You want the team to be in Omaha. This should be much more exciting week for you than the bandwagon fans. Yeah, I mean, it kind of feels like it's a little divided. And, like, it's weird for me because I see it from both sides. Because I've been on that side where, like, I couldn't get into a game when I wanted to. But I'm all, like, but with this, I'm a season ticket holder. So, yeah, I did get tickets. And I'm sorry. I feel bad that other people you, didn't and I did. You shouldn't feel bad that you're getting tickets. That's not – like, they had it set up. The season ticket – that's what a lot of people were acting like they had to choose one or the other. No, they didn't. They could have catered to both. And, yeah, not everyone was going to get in. That was obvious from the get-go. But you, right, yeah, that, there was going to be people upset no matter what. Right, but you mentioned it like eight, eight season tickets. Yeah, it's a lot. And like I get it if you if you bought eight season tickets, but if you had one two season tickets, why do you all of a sudden get eight claimed tickets? Yeah, I just think that's a weird number anyway. Like, who has eight people in their family? <laughs> I mean, like, I do. If, if that I was, do, Landon. I have eight people in my you family. You do. You do. And, but you have eight people that would go to a baseball game. Thank you. Not just that. You know how many times I've been to ticketed events with all eight people in my family? I can count the number on my hand. Like, okay. it doesn't happen. And, and so it's just, it's absurd. Like, and the thing that pisses me off the most that's being, like, skated over and all of this is that it felt like they were lying the whole time. 
there were no tickets. Not a single ticket was sold this morning. Yeah, the, it, it definitely wasn't 500. There's no way. So th- th- does that not piss people off that you just got lied to? Yeah, and what what else kind of pisses me off, like we did it over the phone instead of online. For what purpose? Was that to keep LSU fans from buying them? They, you, you think they they have telephones there? I mean, <laughs> in some places, maybe not in, in you know, backwoods, <laughs> fan boat. Uh, Wally Boucher, Louisiana, but there, there's there's some places that have cell phone service. See, that's the thing that even like is more irritating. Originally, I was like, the phones are a great idea; keeps the bots away. Like, that's awesome. But then you just had season ticket holders who bought eight tickets and sold six of them, or yeah. sold four of them, or, or whatever. You know, like however many they didn't want or need. And a lot of people are like, they've been here since the beginning. Yes, they should have first claim. But when did you get to buy yours on Monday? So we got we got to claim them. I think right like the as soon as we knew. So that was on uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. So you knew like you had your tickets right then. It wasn't like season ticket. We, we got them today. Right, but you were never going to get shafted out of them. Is my point. You had a chance to claim them. Like a right. lot of people, the, the only and a lot of people they've been there since the beginning. They've been there. You know they bought season tickets. Yes, they should have first claim. But their return on investment when you buy season tickets. Your return on investment, you don't equate that in how much money can you make reselling your tickets because you're a fan. Your return on investment is are we good or not? Well, here here's the thing with the season tickets. I don't know how many season ticket holders there are because at the first of the season, when it was limited capacity, it was only season ticket holders. There was not a lot of people in that stadium. Um, Great point, Landon. So, so do – did Danny White just give all these tickets away to donors hoping they contribute to that $5 million plan that he pulled out of his ass today? As, as And it was terrible timing. As soon as all these fans are pissed off about the phone call, you're like, hey, guys, let's donate. I have a $500 million plan to contribute to every single one of the sports programs on campus. That's the thing is like every everything about this – I think just felt tone deaf. And that's what kind of pissed me off the most is it's like, and it goes back. We talked, we've talked about this with the players and fans bickering on Twitter, which Twitter is a cesspool. And I attributed to that today by arguing with someone on Twitter. And I hate that about myself. I truly do. But like fans and fans and players who go back and forth, like there had, there needs to be a mutual respect donors. If you're a, if you're a big donor and you think the peon fan doesn't matter, like you're an idiot. I mean, do you, if you want to hang out with 300, of your buddies that donated to then by all means continue doing what you're doing. But if you want to sell out Lindsey Nelson, if you want to fill it up, if you want to make it bigger and bring 10,000 people down there for regular season baseball, then weekends like this need to happen. Seasons like this need to happen. You don't, that's a, someone tweet that the guy tweeted. He was like, you, you know, uh, you shouldn't be rewarded if you got, didn't buy season tickets. Fans don't become fans by buying season tickets. No one's like, Hmm, you know, I've been kind of curious about that team over there. Maybe I should just buy, Maybe I should spend a, a half a grand on season tickets and see if I like them. No, they start winning. You go to the game. You have fun. And what do you do next year or the year after that? Donate or buy season tickets. Like, it's just it's, – it's incredibly stupid to block out new fans when you're trying to build something. Like, it's just stupid. Yeah, and, and today, like Danny Watt said, that the baseball facility – the success that the baseball program has had outweighs the – facilities um and yeah. I, th- I think it's 
that's a perfect example of this. Like Tennessee fans basically outgrew Lindsey Nelson. Yeah, this morning, <laughs> which, which is awesome. It, it is awesome, and um, and like I said earlier in the show, and you're not gonna, you weren't gonna get everybody that wanted to be there there. So you should have already been planning for this watch party. You should have just straight out come out. I mean, I think when I, I think so, we bought two season tickets for football. I think when we can claim away game tickets, and I maybe I may be wrong about this, but when we can claim away game tickets and neutral game um, tickets like bowl games or uh, other things like that, our limit is four. Like there is a limit to it. I think everybody has a similar limit based on how many tickets you buy. So why did that logic not apply to this event? Yeah, that's it, it what just, I don't understand. It, it just seems like the the juggling of you know you're not going to get everybody in. You're trying to juggle getting donors here because it, it's it's basically a championship weekend. But you uh, mentioned you, Lindsey Nelson. But you've mentioned this every not every week, but you've mentioned this several weeks. How many of those donor seats are sit empty in Lindsey Nelson during the regular season? Oh yeah, that, that's that's the most frustrating part. Like if you got eight tickets, like we got four extra ones. So I'm gonna, I'm going to sit here and tell you we got four extra ones. But, but you I got them. I, you, I didn't go and post it on Vivid Seats either. I, yeah. I have tickets, and my dad. There was guys that asked him at work to to help him get some. They're Tennessee fans, so that, I don't have a problem with you getting eight tickets and and selling them for what you got them for to Tennessee fans. I don't have a that, problem with that. I do have a problem if you get eight and go sell them for $500, and I do have a problem if you have eight and then you just don't show up. There needs to be people in those seats. Behind, behind home plate, There, that needs to be filled up every single game. I don't care if we're playing Tennessee Tech. I don't care if we're playing New Jersey Institute of Technology State, Presbyterian College. I don't care. They made it to regional, Landon. Do not. I added more region. I added more onto that because so it wasn't just them. There was a Presbyterian State college yeah no i don't care who it is those seats need to be filled up every single game and i think if if you can have an usher maybe count those tickets who aren't there you get two strikes if they're not in there they lose those seats well no that's what i was like i after today i am because like you said that's another thing too that i think some people are probably just pissed about the eight ticket thing the thing I'm pissed about is not the people that bought them for other UT fans or bought them to bring their whole family. If they can somehow get their whole family to the game, I'm pissed at the people who bought them to resell them. Like for the purpose of like, I can make a lot of money this weekend. I mean, their tickets going for $300 for Monday's game. That may not even happen. No, now they're up to $500. There's some selling for Monday for $600 in right field. They're bleacher seats. They're not even freaking cushion. <laughs> And you're not, getting, back. you're not getting that money back on StubHub if the game doesn't happen. No. So it's, just, it's, it's, that's that again, like you said, that's the issue is the people who's reselling them. And as dumb as the master's rule is, I'm kind of all in on it. Masters, if they catch you reselling those tickets, you're done. Can't ever bomb again. I'm, I'm with that. That should happen because like you said, they shouldn't sit empty. They should not be occupied by LSU fans. And a lot of people are like, I don't care. No. I'm a Tennessee fan. That's all that matters to me when I'm going to games is who's wearing orange. F the rest of them. They can suck that tiger. You get it. <laughs> like, I'm not – like, it's just eh. – uh, I'm very excited for this weekend. A lot of that – it didn't take the excitement away from me. I, I do hope that this watch party thing happens because I think – first off, that should – like I said, it should have been in the plans anyways. And as cool as Thompson, Bowling, and Neyland would have been – um, because and first off, like logistically, they probably are the easiest to do because you literally have a giant TV screen there. Um, 
the watch party right outside, whether it's like on the football practice field or on um, uh, Todd Helton Boulevard or uh, is that past summit right there? Um, Right there, you're going to pretty much be a part of the game. Like you're going to hear the roars of the crowd. They're going to hear what's going on out there. So like if they can logistically pull that off, that's the best part to do it. And I mean, look at all the people that tried to buy season tickets today. If that stadium expands to seven, 15,000, whatever, I don't even know what the official number is. That could still be something that occurs in super regional play if you get to host again. Because, like, you had well, you had more than 15,000 people calling in today. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, Danny White coming from little old UCF. Like, he underestimated Tennessee fans. I mean, well, that, that's that, kind of what this boils down to a little bit is he underestimated not, not just this weekend, but, like, he didn't have a plan in place when we all knew it was going to be madness today. Yeah. That's another thing too. It was it was an impossible battle. You should have you should have flat you should have come out and said we sold them all. We have you know we have student tickets. You have to give LSU tickets because of the way it is. It's stupid that they. I mean, yeah, they get six hundred, but it's stupid that we only had five hundred to sell, so we get less than LSU. Pretty much is what it looked like to me. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, because you're not counting. Yeah, but yeah. So it's just again, it was an uphill battle. It sucks. I get that, and that's why I, they should have just the watch party should have been in the works from the get go. They um, they should have just flat out said because for like three hundred tickets to students, heck yes, students deserve to be there. The Vol creatures deserve to be there. Legends of Lindsey Nelson, like they need to be in the stands. They need to be on the first base line where Ross Kivett can access them very very quickly to to get you know the crowd fired up after a. Um, uh, uh, Drew Gilbert Grand Slam, like that needs to happen. So they they did the right thing there, in my opinion. It's just, I think they were hoping maybe, I think they were honestly hoping the demand wouldn't be as high. Like they were like, oh maybe we'll get through this day, all right. Like maybe I'm we'll have like ten, maybe we'll have like ten people call in and just be like, oh we're already sold out. They didn't expect people dialing the phone two hundred times. Yeah, and a lot of people did two hundred times and <laughs> yeah. got busy every single time. <laughs> just nuts. I mean, like, yeah. Times. That I mean, what thirty minutes of your life just wasted? Uh, that sucks. It, yeah, it does. Um, but regardless, this weekend's going to be exciting. I think I think the University of Tennessee is doing the right thing and getting things squared away as far as a watch party goes. So um, could be a really, 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 really fun weekend. I don't know. The weather may be a little rough. Um, my my, I don't think it's supposed to be like rain the whole time, but I think some like spot spot up. So what's it called um, thunderstorms pop up thunderstorms. Yeah. Think you could see some delays this weekend, but I don't see Tennessee. I was there. I was there for the Oregon game. I was there for the LSU game in seventeen. T- Tennessee fans don't just leave when some rain comes in. Yeah, we'll we'll be there. I mean, that stadium can hold water just fine. So can Tennessee fans. Exactly. The, the boat's been sinking for a while. So <laughs> I mean, you know, we we see land right here with this baseball team. We're we're all in. We're not we're not leaving the boat just yet. Hundred percent. Hundred uh, percent. Let's let's talk some. Let's get out. I think I ranted too long, Landon. I'm sorry. I tried to in the mirror before we came on. Let's talk some uh, football though, because we did kind of miss this big weekend. There's been some offers come about uh, from this weekend, and you know, I'm sure probably in the works long before it. But they're finally getting to meet the staff and, and things like that. So there has been some. Yes. <laughs> so uh, you, you had some official visitors, and, and you know th- this is the first time. The staff has had official visitors on, or even visitors on campus um, where they can actually tour and everything like that. So you had some official visitors, Jalen Glover from uh, Lakeland, Florida, 
at Lake Gibson High School. That's the same high school that Morvin Joseph went to. He's a three-star running back. Then you had uh, Demario Tolan from Orlando, Florida. I'm sure that relationship was probably from uh, when they're at UCF. And then uh, Carter Smith was on Monday. He's a three-star um, offensive tackle from Powell, Ohio. Um, and then you'll have a bunch, you know, throughout throughout the whole month of June, you'll, you'll have some guys. But uh, one person that I did want to mention that got an offer was um, Deshaun Bishop, the um, two, 2023 athlete out of Carnes High School right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, I think that's huge. We were talking about it last night. And, um, you know, I, I don't know exactly what he looks like physically, but the well, kid's our, good. <laughs> I, I, our viewers and listeners should know him from this past season. We did those high school highlights and, and you know, kind of followed high school pretty closely this year uh, compared to previous years. And Deshaun Bishop was on a highlight just about every single week. Yeah, I mean, he was a sophomore that scored 40 touchdowns in 5A football. You know, that, that doesn't happen very often. No. Um, so we'll, we'll see kind of what his development is like. But, uh, yeah, gets that Tennessee offer already. Um, good to see the local kids get some Tennessee offers. Yeah, and I, I mean, local – the lo- I, and there's always been – Tennessee, like Knoxville area um, has always been really good for, you know, for football. It's just getting better. Um, so I think you'll see some more, not just Division One guys, but uh, Tennessee SEC guys. Yeah, we'll say this, the recruiting backdrops, um, I don't know if you saw this, this doesn't really mean anything, but <laughs> I like the recruiting backdrops a lot better under the Hypel era so far than I ever did with the Jeremy Pruitt era. I mean, the the black and gray checkerboard is what they had most of the time. That was, I mean, it doesn't even look like Tennessee. <laughs> Kentucky? I, I, maybe. They'll probably steal that next. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I do kind of like that. Uh, this team is continuing to have fun and bond with each other. They had a kickball game in Neyland Stadium the, the other night. So, um, you know, I don't really know what that means, but it can't be – it has to help a little bit from last season. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it definitely looks like they're having more fun. And, you know, the thing that's going to cure all, though, as far as like – because they start losing every – you know, well, I shouldn't say that because you you try to build this culture and try to build this camaraderie uh, prior to the season for for when things start to go go poorly because inevitably something's going to go wrong. So when things start to go poorly – it's, uh, you know, do you have your teammates back or do you start pointing fingers? Uh, we, you know, which one or which side are you going to stand on? Hopefully this team is is building that that camaraderie to anything, you know, you want to be close. So when anything goes wrong, it's not it's not pointing fingers. It's picking you up, picking the guy up next to you and fighting. Um, not Obviously, kickball doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do that. But this team does. Like you said, this team seems to be closer. And that's clearly what's being preached. Um you know, currently in the locker room and and, in the facility, because that's what every player is saying. And and if every player is saying it, then it's something coming from the coaching staff. If it was one or two guys, then it's, you know, maybe just those guys, but it's, uh, it's clearly a a coaching staff vision that's that's transferring to the players. And yeah, it's good to see them having fun. And it looks like the guys that were at that camp uh, last weekend, I know uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't probably doesn't get as much coverage as it does in normal year because uh, Tennessee was hosting a regional uh, right across the street, but it looked like the, it looked like the guys that came onto campus had fun too. So it looks like there is going to be a watch party um, right outside of Lindsey Nelson. So love it. 
you know, maybe when we get Ross Gibbett on here in a second, uh, we'll, just, we'll just ask him straight up. He'll just confirm or deny. <laughs> we get some breaking news right here. Um, yeah, you also have some uh, some basketball recruiting news. You had some some five star guys um, take their official visits. So you had five star small forward Brandon Miller from Cane Ridge High School, and then five st- five star combo guard um, Kasan Wallace, and uh, I think he's out of Texas. I think he had a relationship with Rod Clark a little bit. Um, but yeah, Tennessee just continuing to recruit those top-level prospects in the, in the basketball front. And I think a lot of that – I mean, it has to help that Roy Williams retired and that, that that Coach K is only coaching one more year. I mean, that has to help recruit against some of those blue bloods. Yeah, definitely. And, and two, with basketball, um, Justin Powell's eligible for this year because of the change in the SEC rule. We haven't mentioned that since uh, since that's yeah, come about. Cool. So. And then um, with, with that, like, I think football-wise, they have to announce by February 1st. So they can't go through spring practice okay. um, before they announce that they're transferring in conference. So does that mean um, oh, the guy from Auburn, the DB, will he – is that a new rule or will he be ineligible? Because he went through spring ball at Auburn. Didn't he? Um. Yeah, but I don't think it's this year. Okay, so that like, so he'll be eligible, and then next year that rule will be in place. Where, yeah, I think okay. I think that's right because I think gotcha. it was it's, it was after February first when this got announced. So gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So no, I, I mean, like having to recruit guys all through spring practice, like. I guess you'll still have to do that to a certain extent, but with in-conference transfers, you won't have to worry about that. And then you can go and recruit other guys from different conferences up until May, whatever, May 1st, whatever the cutoff is, June 1st, whatever it right. is. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm sorry. I know I'm jumping back and forth because we – but we're, I just got caught on recruiting. Is um, I mean, so like the, the story that Coach K – and I, I don't – neither of them have confirmed this, but Coach K and Roy Williams retiring, it's kind of been like they were – they had already had to transition like once with college, – college basketball had a big change um, when the one and done <laughs> rule came about. Now they're going through another big change with all the um, uh, name, image, likeness stuff. So, like, does Rick Barnes – like, you know, it's like these old coaches are just like they don't want to adapt. They've, they've co- kind of like coached in their – years and they're done like what does that do to rick barnes because it doesn't look like it doesn't seem like rick barnes has like you know the story of him coming from texas was this is a retirement job for him he's collecting a check before he finally calls it a day i mean it seems like he's ramped it up every single year like does name image and likeness affect him at all or you know in the same way or what yeah i'm i mean i'm sure he leans on a lot of those assistants that you know a lot of those guys keep up with it but you know he's the head guy so he has to be up with it too um See, so, yeah, I, I just think he takes it head on. And it is what it seems like to me. I mean, we'll find out when it actually happens. But, um, you know, when it comes to that, you know, the opportunity is here because if there's one thing Tennessee has is money. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's very true. Um, and, and it too, it looks like they, uh, you know, I, I didn't really look into it much, but they've already kind of released that thing about the name, image, likeness, the the course, I guess they're offering um, for, its, you know, students and athletes and stuff. 
Yeah, I need to take that course too, probably. <laughs> yeah, how do you make money? That's what I'm here to do. <laughs> That's what I'm here to do. Uh, anything, anything else for uh, recruiting news? Big, uh, I guess another big weekend, or it's they have a camp tomorrow, don't they? I mean, I, I know they're kind of doing it all summer, so I don't, I don't know when it starts, when it doesn't start. I mean, that's pretty much all through June, I think. It is, you know, you're going to have a lot of visitors on and off campus. Um, Stuff like that, you know, it doesn't have to be the weekend. It can be through the week. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I think, you know, Tennessee has some commits that will take some official visits here in the next couple months. Taven Jackson will be one of those guys, Vincent Sneed. Um, some of those guys will take their official visits in the summer. And uh, we'll see kind of what happens with recruiting. I mean, I mean, you're sitting at number 36 right now, which isn't where exactly you want to be, but it also doesn't seem that bad. Yeah, and I'm you know I don't think you're gonna see a big change until you start playing games. Until yeah, that's true. so that you know I, th- I think this summer is gonna be a really really uh, interesting. Kids, kids haven't been able to see any anywhere, that, so they want to do no, that. No, for sure, for sure. Yeah. It should be a big big summer for recruiting, um, regardless. Um, okay, well in that case, we are flipping back over to baseball. Um, we're welcoming on one of our favorite guests. He's uh, he's graced us with his presence a lot over the past and uh, we uh, we're always thankful for his time. So we've got assistant baseball coach here, Ross Kivett on coach. How you doing? Good guys. I'm doing well. Can, can you hear me? Cause I, these AirPods last time sounded like I was in a doctor's office. Yeah, I, I can hear you fine. And I do apologize for that. Um, our audio yeah. guy, which I guess is me, I can hear you fine. And uh, Landon, can, are you good? Yeah, I can hear him fine. All right. I, I blame myself. That. I thought I was in that room on that stand-up desk and I couldn't <laughs> talk too loud. <laughs> no, that's great with me. I, I like the – I can see the, the Tony V's face yeah. right there on the chair. Oh, I yeah. like that going on too. You know, I always come on here looking for a raise. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw Drew Gilbert was campaigning for you a little bit today. Uh, I know that guy. He's so popular. I'm like, hey, we should bet I don't take a photo. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you can get us a shirt, we'll be happy to to strut those things around too. We got a thing about Gilbert is he makes his own shirts. It's like (laughs) he's he just like picks inside jokes and puts them on shirts, and then people will ask him like, "What's that about?" And he'll be like, "I don't know." Like (laughs) what? Like so psychopath. Did he make that shirt? No, this one. Okay. I think no, no, no. They, gave me this one. No, no, no. He did. Did he make the uh, third assistant or whatever oh, yeah. third assistant? He made that. That's awesome. Oh yeah, he did. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> I love that. And he's a nut, man. He just he does what whatever he wants, whenever he wants, kind of deal. It doesn't care. I, I will say I, I was pretty disappointed with your entrance. Um, I thought you were going to try to one up you know, Tony and maybe do a flip into here or something. I, I didn't know what to expect. I was, I was for sure a competition might start. No, I, I can't because I'll be icing down like he did the next three days. <laughs> but you, you have the little hat on or the little, uh, the, whatever it's called. Yeah. The um, scully cap. Yeah. To protect this hair. You don't, you don't have to go in concussion protocol or anything while you're wearing that. Well, I do when Hundley's beating on – he's so tall and he beats down on the top of my head when he gets excited. <laughs> so I thought I'd keep that thing on 24-7 because of guys like him. I was about to say, you, okay. all, have had a, you all have had a lot of exciting moments, so that's dangerous. You hear my dog barking? Yeah. Love you it. hear that? I, don't you know, I was choking a second ago. I might want to go check on her, yeah. but uh, she stopped. I don't know if that's a <laughs> hey, good thing or a bad thing. Ruby. <laughs> Ruby, you're making an entrance. We're, we're on live. This is live. Yeah, actually, hold on, guys. So, 
Hey, come on, dude. There he is. Hey, he's getting he's getting ready for this weekend. That's what he's doing. Yeah, he's getting the up. getting the vocals ready because there's been a lot of yelling over uh, over on campus. Go with your mom. Go with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, I'll tell you what. Campus has been buzzing, and uh, usually at this time of year, postseason isn't out of the question necessarily for the Vols, but they're not used to having it here because it's the first time for a super right. regional. So uh, practice has been different. And I think uh, last night was the first time we've had a closed practice that had like 400 people in the stands because people just, I guess, <laughs> didn't get the memo, um, <laughs> which says a lot about the skipper that he wasn't even rattled. We just kind of did our deal. And then uh, today we had to make sure it was uh, it was closed. So we put some game plan stuff in and did some sign stuff. So uh, not as many people in the stands today. But, it, you know, it's, what can you say? When, when we've been telling people over the last four years, if, if you produce on the field and you're, you know, kind in the, uh, you know, the community and, and you do what you're supposed to do in the classroom, they're going to show up. And uh, you guys have not disappointed. It's that, and that, that kind of created some uh, some issues today, too. <laughs> so Landon, Landon Let wanted to ask him. you. Let me hear well, well, you know, everybody, everybody wants in, right? Everybody wants to be a winner sure. and you, and you guys are winning. So everybody wants to be with, be with you all when it, when it's happening. And, uh, unfortunately, Lindsey Nelson uh, can't hold the 400, 500 plus thousand Tennessee fans that, that want to be there with you all. So not everybody got a ticket. Do you know anything about the watch party? I know it's kind of probably all come up today. You know, I found out about the watch party right before I got on with you guys. And okay. I don't know, I don't want to speak too soon and be premature about it and it not happen. And then now my mentions are blowing <laughs> up. Like Kiv said that we're going to have a watch party and now I'm not even allowed on the street or whatever. But Zerk, Zerk did text us and say that there's a possibility of doing that. They're kind of getting the logistics going through that. Right. Um, I, I think as positive um, as Vol Twitter has been for us, I, I have gotten plenty of texts about being upset and I'm sure I, I don't know exactly what you have Landon, but I'm pretty sure we're on the same page of just cause I'm finding out now um, what had happened. And I just want to be first, get ahead of this. I'm not in any of those meetings. <laughs> so if you're, if you're yelling at anybody, it is not me. Um, and, and, and obviously I, I, I'd stay neutral no matter what I could see both sides, but the, the ground point of all of this is that, we love the support. It's been unbelievable, especially the last month. I mean, Hoover was orange. And even though we didn't get the result we wanted, that was a home game for us. Um, and, and we are with the people. We want more seats. That's right. all Tony's talked about the last four years is this is going to turn into a monster. And we want seven, 8,000 people in there, 10,000 people, as many as you could put in there. Right. Um, so we feel you on that. If you can't get in, I have a hunch the way that they're speaking in my group chat that it's going to be almost like you're in. And yeah. obviously yeah. it's not quite like it, but they're going to basically make that experience like you're in the stadium. Um, I think, and again, this is so premature, so I would <laughs> deny it and if you guys <laughs> told on me. I think they're even speaking about getting some vendors out there. I think they want to make it like you're in the stadium, just kind of an extension by, you know, being blocked by a fence. But I can understand the bitterness, but just like we tell our players, you have a bad at bat, you got to get over it because you got to play defense. So now we are bitter, but we're over it tomorrow because we got to find a way to get into that environment and make sure that these guys are, are 
getting what they deserve. And that's, you know, as many people as possible around in and around the stadium. Yeah. And that, that's kind of what I tweeted today. I, I was like, Tennessee basically outgrew Lindsey Nelson stadium. So the only way to do that is to make it bigger. So that's kind of what we wanted anyway. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I was kind of on both sides of it too, because like I've been on the side where I don't get a ticket and that sucks, but I also had season tickets. So I, <laughs> Yeah, I got my tickets. Like, so. like, man, I really feel for you, but I got eight of them. So, it's <laughs> so sorry about it. So, sorry, peasants. Like it. Yeah. And uh, I, all I could say too on that is our event management and our ticket office, and even you know the new administration across the street has been really good to us the last, especially the last month, and working with us, um, getting it to where it is a hundred percent capacity, and that is a lot of work. So I don't want to speak like I'm kind of crushing them. I just really appreciate the bitterness on Twitter because that means that they love and want to be a part yeah, of it. There's passion. Um, so that is what I've been hearing about since I got here, man. Hey, look, man, Vol Nation, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. And I'm like, well, no offense, man. Like, this is the first football coach. He's gone. Our group wasn't as good as it could have been. and No one was really at the games. Hoops was sick. I mean, Rick Barnes <laughs> is the man, you know. Um, and, and so that kind of got our group, at least a taste of what it could be. And then year two, that Florida night game, when I don't even know our record and honestly, I don't really care. It, you know, it is what it was um, during that Florida night game, 105 to the brim loud. I mean, I got goosebumps and I was like, okay, so this is what they're talking about, what it could have been. And then we got hundred percent for Arkansas. I'm like, all right, this is cool. And then we just stuffed even more for the region. I'm like, oh, man, no one even in this building or this stadium knows what it could be because it should be more seats, should be suites. It should be like what a true SEC ballpark is. And I think it'll eventually get there sooner than later is my guess. Mm -hmm. But the, the fan base and you people that are going to the games have proven that, hey, it, we can expand because it will fill. So that's that's a hat tip. Kudos to you. Yeah, um, and, 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 and I'm, I'm an ideas guy, so I'm I'm not I can't make things happen. I can just throw ideas out. Like, please, Tony can take all the credit for the grandstand on the you know on the uh, third base line, but I, I said that the moment it was announced through regional, I was like, hey, make it happen. So I'm taking credit for that. Um, fill them I've up. Got, <laughs> I've got one more, and uh, this one, we me and Landon have always been like, what makes college baseball better than like the pros? Because, like, all, sure. we, you know, we talk about, like, talent-wise, yeah, you can turn on any MLB game, and the talent's obviously, you know, going to be better. These guys are – they're pros. They've been doing it forever. How do we get the pride of the Southland in, in Lindsey Nelson? Because you all are going to be hosting more Super Regionals. Like, I know it, like, in the future. So, you got to get the band in there. Make college baseball, college athletics. Make it fun, man. Dude, that's actually a really good idea. Um I don't know if that's like kosher for baseball, but <laughs> right, it's so weird. I don't know if you've watched our group play. Kosher is not exactly no. our style. Well, and that's <laughs> so the bat. The bat flip is what gave me the idea. I'm like Drew Gilbert throwing the bat pretty much over the net, giving the fan a more than just a foul ball. I'm like, this needs a band. I need I need Rocky Top rocking from the, the band for this. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I I'm not anti that. I'm really not. I, I think. The one thing I will say about our fan base is Tuesday games for us, even year two when we were really good and year three, I, I mean, the right state weekend wasn't full and we were at a hundred percent capacity. Like mm -hmm. I'm not talking smack, but it just wasn't, it, 
it's just a different vibe this year. It's like, it's like they needed a winner and basketball kind of gave them that, you know, that appetizer, that first course. And, you know, I, I'm going to be honest, like the, the folky injury and the COVID and all that stuff that derailed that team. Cause that group was better than how they finished. And coach right. Barnes is unbelievable. And that group really did love each other and they played hard. It just kind of bad break and it just didn't work out, but that was kind of the first course. And we're kind of the meat and the potatoes for the first time since probably 01, really. And it feels really good. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. Like, oh, it's yeah. a, you know, it's, it's nice to be the center of attention sometimes. Oh, I, I and, saw your, I saw your silly after the, after the, uh, was, the grand slam. <laughs> well, I was looking for the two uh, Duke fans that were wearing me out the whole game. They weren't in there. <laughs> they were gone. early. They, yeah, they went home early. They didn't want to watch Drew hit, but yeah, I mean, I mean, dude, I'm all about uh, whatever. I, you should make baseball fun because it's a new, it's a new era of baseball. And yeah. it, for the traditionalist, that's not a bad thing. Like nah, goodness, you, you show some emotion and, and all of a sudden it's, you're, you're minimalizing it or putting it into a pigeonhole of what it isn't. Baseball is a fun game and it's mm -hmm. an exciting game. And the old traditional way it was slow and boring. Well, even if it's a little slow and boring for six innings, if Drew Gilbert hits a go-ahead two-run home run in the seventh, it gets exciting. And it gets even more exciting because of the passion and emotion. And that, to me, that is four months of just grinding through at-bats and four right. months of two-strike hitting and battling VLO BP and the machine and bunting and all of that. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. And you know what? <laughs> Everyone that's like, whoa, how act like you've been there before. What happens if they do that to you? Christian Franklin hit a home run off Heflin that was 480 feet. No offense, Hef, you're listening to this. <laughs> and and he, he threw his bat into our dugout. Literally, it bounced into our dugout. Did, was there a fight about that? Was Did benches clear? Did anyone get hit? Was there throat slashing? Was there threats on Twitter? No, it's, it's a game. The kid's no. playing with passion. He just hit a huge home run to tie the game. Dude. I'm not happy about it, but it ain't it ain't your fault flipping the bat that I'm mad. Right. It's because it's you know, maybe I didn't have the defense in the right spot, or maybe, you know, I didn't say Frank, you know, these are the tendencies of this guy and, and maybe call the pitch that he wouldn't have if I would. You know what I mean? Like that's what I get frustrated about. I don't get yeah. mad if the kid flips the bat. And none of our players do. So so the act like you've been there before crowd is just a tired act. It really is. Yeah. Like, guys. The game needs to speed up a tick, but it doesn't need to speed up with, and I'll agree with the traditionalists, where in minor league baseball, you get to pick once an inning or whatever it is, and you get the, you know, robot umps. Like, no, br bring the umps. That's what we're supposed to do is yell at them. Like, that, that's <laughs> the, the game, the traditional part of the game is still around. These kids that are just unbelievable athletes make it better and then oh, just yeah. make it stronger, you know? So, so can you kind of go through that, that? moment on Friday night when Drew Gilbert – I mean, you went running down. You said you were looking for the Duke players. Tony Vitello jumped in the net. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it was just a, a ton of emotion. You had the legend of Lindsey Nelson shirtless on top of the dugout. That, that was awesome. That cave in. <laughs> if I they're listening, though, the they, they can't – they can't stand on the dugout anymore. They have to <laughs> yeah. stay off the dugout. Wink. So, I, saw, I, saw, I saw you wink. I saw you wink. Yeah. So, Sunday <laughs> – there, there was that a cop was right there, right? Like when the game ended, there was a cop right there. And that, I was like, that's, that's awesome. And, and man, it was awesome. And, and you know, the awesome part about it. And 
Drew would tell you guys this if you asked this question. The at-bats in front of him were just so focused and so hooked up. And the, it was just like Drew rewarded all the guys in front of him, which is something we talk about a lot. And it was just it was just awesome. And that's why I was – it's also pandemonium because, dudes, we felt like we got – you know, a raw deal. Wright State could have won any regional they're in. And and I had a, a very good baseball guy and a very prominent baseball figure that's around right now tell me that there's only two teams in the entire country that would have beat Wright State that night. Arkansas and the Vols, literally. I'll, so I'll for, like the, for the spread of – and you know what? Is that a compliment? Sure, but this is how I took it. If we're trying to truly grow college baseball – and get good players that may slip through the cracks of the upper echelon D1s that are playing in a mid-major when it's way different in baseball because mid-majors can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. But if we want to grow the sport, when they earn the right to be a two-seed or the right to be a three-seed or the right to go, if they are a four-seed, to a regional where they should not have to play a top-five national seed, Sorry, hold on. I lost my gr- unbelievable my puppy right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I literally I could not even fathom. But anyway, back to my um, my original point. If we truly want to grow the game of baseball, they deserve because of their season the right to go and play in one of the other regionals. In my opinion, yeah. same with the ACC tournament winner that won 12 in a row with an RPI under 34 and a Liberty team that. I literally gives me nightmares that, that the way they play defense, the way that they throw strikes in big situations, the way they always get flat two out hits. That is such a good team. And no disrespect, all three of those teams could have played in our league this year, including Wright state. And I mean that with, you could lie detector test me. I mean that. So (laughs) if we want to really expand the game and NCAA is truly wanting to build baseball into the summer brand that it's always dreamt about, that it is starting to make money and starting to do what they've planned, then Wright State deserves to host a regional or be a two seed or go to a what the committee considers a lesser national seed or a lesser host seed in their eyes. I'm not saying that those teams are lesser. I'm saying that is what the committee decided. That they are lesser because three is higher than 15. We can all agree <laughs> with that. So Wright State deserved that. They have two big leaguers in their lineup. Yeah. Quincy Hamilton yeah. is going to play in the big leagues. So is Tyler Black. Those guys are a nightmare. Yeah, They're Tyler just- Black's – I mean, he, he showed it against us. Like, that dude's a stud. Absolutely. Yeah, stud. so I, I go on a tangent there, but I, it wasn't emotional. It was unbelievable because we beat a good team. That felt like an SEC Friday night game, and I would have reacted the same way. So would have Tony. So <laughs> yeah. would have Drew if we had beat, you know, an SEC team on Friday night because that's what it was. And you know what it did is it kind of prepped us for the next night when we're like, well, Liberty, SEC quality team. Yep. You know, and and we would have said the same thing about Duke. We we were blessed in a way that we had three teams in our regional that were SEC caliber teams where you cannot take even one pitch off. So in a way, as you know, bitter Ross on, on the selection show day <laughs> was like, these, th- these three teams are loaded. The other part of me is like, we got, you know, we got better prepared because we could say these three teams, you cannot take any lightly. 
Right. And that, and so it was a fun weekend for fans. You, you got to see some great baseball, uh, you know, from Friday to Sunday night too. But in that moment, and, and I'm, you know, whether you're thinking about it right then and there, you, you knew it going into the game that, Hey, you got to win this game. Not just because you want to win them all, but if you don't, then you, you know, to get out of this regional, you've got to play an extra game. Uh, you've got to go double header on Sunday. You put yourself in a, a not great spot from, from, you know, right from the get go, if you don't go out and take care of business. So to get that real, not just one of the best moments in college baseball happens on Friday night, but also the relief of, Hey, now we're in, we're in the driver's seat. We're in the driver's seat sure. moving into the rest of the weekend. Um, so that, that was just big for well, that. Well, why do you think this matchup this weekend is such a good one? Because LSU, yeah. everyone that's, Oh, LSU is this LSU is that LSU won five games or four games in a row and won a regional. So yep. the people that are saying, oh, they're down or they're not deep, get rid of that. <laughs> That's such a cold take. That that chili ain't hot. Their chili <laughs> is fiery hot. And, and, and they're a good group. That's a bunch of really good players. And mm -hmm. there's all sorts of narratives going around. We respect LSU. Unbelievable. I mean, don't let anyone get it twisted that we are, oh, this is LSU. No, that ain't how that works. It's a freaking really good club that's really is playing really well. And has a lot of reason to not mm. like us, just like <laughs> if it was March or if it's June. That that's not nothing's different. They everyone knows what the stakes are, right? Right. Which is why I was leery of even coming on here because the last time we had high stakes, we didn't win the series. But I'm ready <laughs> for some hot chili after this because I think you guys are going to reverse the trend there. But that's right. <laughs> I, I mean, you literally just put into a question what we're all thinking is. It is really hard to do that, and if you do that, you're deep. So no team in a super regional is to is to be. It doesn't matter what yeah. the results were. That was 12 weeks ago, man. This right. is a brand new club. It's a brand new weekend. And, and so. it's almost harder too to like you know you always say the great teams. It's hard to beat twice. Um, I mean, looking at it from a game by game standpoint, you did it three times, and and but from a series standpoint, you you did it once. Doing it twice is really freaking hard, and this one's the most important one. No, like you all aren't in the locker room and fans shouldn't really be either. If you, if, if you, you know, look at it from a competition standpoint, you all don't care what any, the score was of any of those games. Like this is a brand new slate. And like you said, it's a really, really good team that obviously has some momentum to them. You know, looking at it from you, at least they're coming off at least a little bit of less rest than you all, but that doesn't matter because they're ready to play. It's, it's super regional. It, it doesn't matter. All those guys that are young or freshmen, you're not young or a freshman anymore. They might as well be True. sophomores or juniors. They have un, they have over 200 at-bats. They've played it through the 10-week grind of the SEC plus the SEC tournament plus a road regional. You were playing a bunch of really talented baseball players, period. There's no other narrative. There's nothing else to be said. Two really good teams where coaching is, stays out of it for the most part and we're along for the ride. So the narrative of our coaching staffs don't like each other isn't true or our players don't. It's respect versus respect. Let everything else outside of it handle its own business outside of it. Between the lines, these are two really good clubs that are going to face off this weekend. And it's exciting if you like competition. Yeah, and you can't just – I mean, people that say, oh, we swept them last time. Well, there was only a four-run difference between that whole entire series when we played them in March. And you mentioned that these are two totally different clubs from then. But even then, like, it, it, it was still – really competitive, really close. I think one of those games went in extra innings. Um, and, you know, you had to hit two walk-offs to win two of those games. So, 
yeah, it, it's going to be tight this weekend. I'm, I'm super excited for the atmosphere, the um, experience about it. And, you know, last weekend I was nervous. You, you talked about the, the juju. Um, I was on vacation. I got to come in for Sunday's game. So I missed nice. Friday and Saturday. Um, but I, I was in a bar, heard y'all in, in Myrtle Beach, um, all the way in nice Myrtle Beach. playing golf. No, no, I'm terrible <laughs> at golf. Caleb's golf. I, I like to drive yeah, the car. Yeah, Caleb promised me an eight around 18 We're, two months ago. Well, I, I can't take you out of season mode. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, I, Richard's <laughs> playing 18 every day. Okay, all right, all right. Well, we'll have to get we'll have to get out there then. I, I, I'm Sorry, I forgot the, the baseball guys can Juju, just do whatever man. you we're, want, we're, man. We're trying, not, we're trying not to mess with anything. Yeah, I'll get oh, you. Around. That, I'll get you around that, when you get back from Omaha. How about that? Oh man, I hope. I hope, and, and that's the one thing I don't do is I don't ever really. And that's not even coach speak. It's like when I was a player too. Yeah. Let me tell you one thing though. This is going to be a sidebar. Is when I was a player, I never felt any anxiety ever. Like you, you kind of control your at bats. You control yeah. your defense. Like when you're along for the ride, it is the most gut wrenching <laughs> misery of a week ever. Like. I'm just so glad our players are just like, Kiv, you're an idiot. Like, whatever. Like, <laughs> I slept for 12 hours. In fact, Liam's like, I actually slept for 14 hours. Like, <laughs> when I was a player, the anxiety was never there. The, you know, I'm not going to say fear because we don't – like I told you before, there's no fear. It, mm. you, you show up and you compete. But the buildup is way worse when you're on this side of the line. And anyway, so back to the juju stuff is like I was just giving you a hard time. Everything is so different every week that it's kind of like football. Like I wear the same socks or whatever. I don't wash them. It's like, well, that that's silly. You're going to get foot fungus. There's no reason. It's a completely <laughs> different, it's a completely different deal, dude. Like it's a different off or defensive line. If you're an offense, you know what I mean? Like it's, everything's different. So that's why I am hoping that uh, the only thing I don't want different is the environment or the atmosphere that the vol nation. And I tweeted it. It's electric. It was electric. Yeah. Yeah, I so was you, just so worried about I was I was worried about being the the bad juju coming on Sunday. You know, we're two and zero, oh, and then you know we just I was hoping we just didn't crap the bed because I was like I'm not going to tell anybody I'm I'm here. <laughs> I'm just gonna like if we win, hey, I was there. But if we don't, I was still in Myrtle Beach. Hey, if if we did lose, we were okay, man. We had Sewell and Rackers <laughs> and maybe Dallas for three outs. I I liked our odds the next day too. Um, and I can say that now because it's over, but we had enough the next day, but the boys decided that they wanted to uh, hit the links on Monday instead of uh, having to prep for a one o'clock afternoon game. So I think uh, I wanted to blame you as my point. It wouldn't have been your <laughs> so, it, so it would you, have been that Liberty. I would have blamed myself. 92, yeah, I mean, it would have been Liberty finding the 96-mile-per-hour lefty to start against us, uh, you know, on game yeah, what, five for them. So What was that? Somebody was like, yeah, I think they're out of pitch, and I'm like, okay, well, we'll see. And then 96, I was like, what the hell? They're not out of pitch. <laughs> no doubt. No so, doubt. So, you, so you don't have any superstition. So when I, I used to coach soccer, and I was – my players and, and the other coaches made fun of me. I'd set up the cones the same way. Uh, the exact same ball would be ready for the – like because like you said, when you're the coach, you can only control so much. So I set up our pregame warm up the same way every single game. You knew what you were getting out of me, and that was that was how I did it. You don't have any uh, pregame superstitions? Oh, did you, do you guys have me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We got you. <laughs> did Did you lose me for a second? I think you went. Yeah. You went dark. You went dark. Yeah, my mom <laughs> just called me. Um, 
Bring her on. <laughs> she, yeah, we can. <laughs> no, she's gonna be mad. I, I, uh, hot girl clicked her right there. Uh, oh, there you go. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, superstitions, right? That I didn't hear the very end of it, but I'm, I think I like, got what you were throwing down. There. Yeah. So for me, I'm so. I guess I'm superstitious with my prep, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. I just want to make sure that the scouting stuff is done um, at a high pace and that we're covering all our bases. Because as a coach, you don't play, but you want to be able to give the, as much information that, that is needed. And sometimes too much is, is a lot. But when you kind of right. cover the defensive side of it, there's really not any such thing as too much defensive information hitting. You want to keep it simple and coach Elander and coach Vitello put together really good game plans for p opposing starters and obviously relief pitchers. And Frank is a, is a G. So it's not like he needs me to really break down hitters, but he's really included me over the last year and a half and, and how he does his scouting reports. So I think if I am superstitious about one thing, it's like how I collect the reports, how I organize them and how I present the information to Frank. And then you just kind of, busted the doors down for three days during the week to make sure that you're giving McCann the best information so we can type it up on the paper and, and get it ready to go. And obviously the other coaches watch a lot of tape. Um, so they're heavily involved, but um, there's no one better at, at prepping a group like Tony Vitello is as far as with the right amount of information, but there's no harder worker in our building than our director of scouting, which is Sean McCann. So I think I'm more superstitious about grinding to make sure that I don't let him down or, or don't make his job yeah. harder. So you, you know what? And here's another sidebar tangent. Augie Garrido talked to our group and he's a legend, right? And then, you know, RIP to, to Augie. In fact, his last public speaking arrangement was to the Vols at our, at our sports banquet. Um, and I remember, and I don't know if Tony wants me to tell you this story, but I will. Don't again. I'll deny it if he did. But I'm sitting. I'm sitting at a table with, you know, a bunch of really good coaches with Frank and Tony and Augie and Sean McCann, who recruited me at Kansas State, and Josh. And we're all sitting there and we're we're listening to Augie talk. And Tony asked a really really good question about, hey, like, how did you control big game anxiety or how did you control big game stress or not fear, but like just nervousness. And Augie said, and I'll take this to my grave, is I always had something that I was going to do. I was going to talk to the second baseman about his two-out positioning. I was going to talk to, you know, Houston Street about how his arm felt. And then, you know, the third thing I was going to do is I was going to walk to the center field for the third round of BP and talk to so-and-so about, you know, how his ankle felt from the night before and if he thinks we should play a little deeper I was going to hit 22 ground balls to the first baseman. Then I was going to take it in and write the lineup card out. And if you always have something planned out, it's harder to, to get caught up or, or to lose yourself in, in a moment like that. If So I put all my focus in on, okay, this is how I want to prep the infield today. This is how I want my defensive meeting to go. And then this is how I'm going to handle the pregame festivities and make sure that we're calm going into it as far as a an uh, infield unit and then I'm going to sit back and watch the boys play. So I think that's another way that you can kind of handle that stress. For uh, on, on Friday when, when Drew Gilbert hit that home run, um, you know, I, I was, I had the, because of course we weren't on, on TV. I don't know how that works out, but you know, whatever. That's a, not, I'm not in those meetings either. So <laughs> don't DM me on that. <laughs> 
Um, but I, I pulled it up on my phone and like Jake Rucker was, you know, they're about to walk him. And, and, you know, going back to our conversation with you the previous time, you know, you're like Drew Gilbert's a psychopath. And, oh, yeah. you know, I, I literally told the, the waiter was sitting there watching it with us, you know, uh, was waiting on my pina colada or whatever it was. There you go. <laughs> he was he was watching he was watching the game and he was like I was like yeah they don't want him they don't want this next batter to come to bat he's like why is that I was like he wants to like this is what he wants to be up to bat for and oh man oh I just got a call from my mom no you way you all suck <laughs> <laughs> sorry dude. <laughs> I don't even know how to go back. Okay, I'm back. You got to answer those. <laughs> Fail on this show. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's my dad's birthday, so you know. Oh, I, happy I hope, birthday to your dad. Yeah, I, I hope that uh, someone's wrong with his gift. We got him like a uh, little extension for his weed eater. So <laughs> nice. Such a hey, dad. You know yeah. what? Ask your question first because that, I don't want you to lose it. But it's so weird. Y'all call it weed eaters because we call them weed whackers in Ohio. <laughs> Do you call them pops? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose it. But it's fine. They, um, they say, pop, they say pop, but I've been down south too long. I say soda. Okay. Because in well, Kansas they say soda. See, and, I say and Coke. Down here, yeah, yeah. But what are you from Texas or something? Weirdo. <laughs> hey, yeah. Can I get a Coke and then they bring you one? And you're like, no, I wanted a root beer. <laughs> well, what am I supposed to guess? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but okay, so Gilbert's up, and that's the moment that he definitely wants. Yeah, I mean, is there is like is that the greatest moment that you've ever had as you know probably as a coach, but maybe as a as a player as well? Like, can you can you ha- have a moment that tops that? I have a moment topping it as a player because in 2013, the club I was part of won the Big Twelve. The only time Kansas State's ever won the Big Twelve, only time they've ever won a home regional. So I had plenty of big moments that I got to experience as a player. That's by far and away, since I left college as a player, the, my best baseball moment. Um, I, I think, too, just because of how it happened. And again, like I said, such a good club. And just kind of, you know, the little chip on the shoulder that, that we had that to get that done was awesome. Um, it also kind of just came full circle since the last game we had played in 2020 was Wright State. And it was a loss. And, and you kind of like we talk about like weird things circling back and like we could get into like greater spirits or karma or juju or whatever. But it just kind of felt like that kind of closed off that bad feeling our 20 group finished with because yeah, I guess we played ETSU, but I'm saying on the weekend, like that club was so good and probably was Omaha caliber. We didn't get that season. So like beating Wright State, I mean, I'm getting deep, but it kind of just felt like it came full circle. And uh, we talked about it, man. Like you evaluate, you tweeted me, Caleb, and you evaluate each at bat differently. You do. And Rucker would have gotten a hockey assist there because oh, yeah. he didn't stretch the zone when he very well could have. He could have tried to be the hero and hit the three-run homer to tie it, but he didn't stretch the zone. He stayed in his legs. He stayed into his at bat, and he stuck with his approach and his plan. Got on base. He hits that home run. Rucker touched home. Comes up to me and goes hockey assist mother you know and i'm like like, yeah that absolutely was dude and that was a huge at bat it just was i can't tell a lie i i was trying to catch you in the moment um i was wanting you to grade drew gilbert's at bat and was just hoping (laughs) like uh f yeah like (laughs) yeah i 
I don't I don't <laughs> usually go to Twitter or any honestly even like text messages until I'm decompressed. Yeah, I was trying to trap. <laughs> I, 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 I was trying to that, trap you. I won't lie. <laughs> th- that would have taken 12 hours to decompress. So, um, yeah, man, I, I just think definitely as post player in college, that's my that was my favorite baseball moment. And you talk about as a coach how you can't control anything. You see, Landon mentioned it. You could tell in Drew Gilbert's eyes, he's been waiting for that. Like everyone waits for those kind of moments. Game winner. Well, he, he was swinging for the fence. He wanted that four run Jimmy or whatever Frank <laughs> calls it. He, he wanted all yeah. that. So you see him take that first hack. And I mean, what are your thoughts? Just like, hey, man, let's maybe try to put one in the gap and score two and see if we can get you on base. Because <laughs> he was, you knew that first swing. You're like, my man's, my man's going for. I mean, he had just skin guard. He came out of his shit. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, and I told him this, and he can vouch. That's one thing you should ask him because I could vouch for it. He he swung through that first – that cutter, that changeup, the backup mm-hmm. changeup or whatever. And I, all I was saying to Rucker is he needs to sit breaking ball here. He needs to sit breaking ball here. And Rucker goes, yeah. Like, because, you know, Gilbert can really handle a fastball. So, like – throwing that first pitch changeup cutter or whatever it was is giving that approach away from that pitcher. They're not going to try and sneak a Oh one heater right. to a left-handed hitter that can leave the yard. And he did, he sat on it. He saw the thing go up and he didn't miss it, but we talk about you guys talk about like a guy that's swinging for the fence. Well, that's kind of the approach from our skipper is right. you get you get two chances to get your you know your best swing and then with two strikes you just compete you know your shoes off you know you, you compete as hard as you can until that's it and no i was not surprised at how big <laughs> the swings were and and from the outside it looks like the swings are big but those are were sneaky two of the most controlled swings he had the entire day <laughs> It really was. And, I love. And, I love that. I mean, I loved it too. I wasn't like you know, as a fan, you you literally can't control anything. So you're yeah, just like, go, man, we just win a ball game. We just need a damn thing. Yeah. Is what Frank would say. <laughs> sure, go win the damn thing. Yeah. And uh, it was exciting, man. And it was, and we could probably you know talk forty minutes on it. But that, that was the first that, time I've ever cussed in front of my grandmother. By the way, we were watching <laughs> the game, and Stop. I just That's I. Awesome. Uh, well, we, you know, and I, I hate to do this because I am I promise I never doubt you all, but, you know, I'm watching the game at that point, just kind of like, you know, ready, you know, this is ending. Let's, you know, let's get through the ninth or whatever. And um, it happens and, you know, kind of watching. And I was just like, holy shit, holy shit. And she's yeah. like, what? She's like, what's wrong? Like they thought something had bad had happened because they just weren't unaware of the oh, game. The grand <laughs> yeah. 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 So that was the first time I've ever cussed in front of my grandmother. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I can't say that would have been the first time I had, but um, I think one of the more exciting things too was like when it, when it did happen, no one really knew how to react, which is a cool deal. Like even some people in the stands didn't know how to react. Our, our head coach is doing, he had no clue, man. Dash. <laughs> you, you know, you just, that makes college baseball so cool is that in minor league baseball, no one wants to win. Like it's not, you don't want to win. And even the big leagues, if you're not like a dude that is grinding for a second contract, you don't really care, man. You're trying to stay healthy, be able to play catch with your kids later on and put some of that into the stock market. Like until play, until you make the playoffs, no team really cares about winning, even if they're in the hunt down the stretch. Sorry to break the Braves fans hearts, but like, that's just (laughs) real life. That's the truth. 
And to be part of a, a group that just wants to win and then have a fan base that feels the same way. And it's kind of just like, you kind of feel them with you, you know, just not, it's not to sound corny, but you do. And it's just awesome. It just, and, and that's why you coach this and that's why you come to college. And that's, you guys were talking about NIL before I jumped on and that's how you build a brand. You don't build a brand playing, you know, for the freaking Smokies, no offense. Like Randy Boyd is a great guy and I'm glad he's building a stadium for the Smokies. They deserve it. But you, that's not how you're building your brand, man. That's not what right. people remember. Your double A at bats. They remember you hitting a grand slam against Wright State in a regional game, you know? So <laughs> it's, it's the easiest recruiting on earth. Look at our fan base. Look at our fan base's Twitter, Instagram. Look at the reaction. Look at the love Drew Gilbert's getting. He's a folk hero now. You know what I mean? Like, that's the easiest sell to any recruit is you could go and go somewhere where it's established. Well, this is a this is going to be established, and this is yep. a different fan base. Some of those established programs can't even fill their regional. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. So that that's just something that 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 that'll be the easiest email I send or <laughs> conversation I have or talk I have with a parent is just watch this video, you know? And, and, and it's not the same if he just, you know, hits it and just trots around the bases. Like that's <laughs> the reason he was on sports center and, you know, overtime or whatever the other outlets are. Yeah. It was in that moment, but the way he celebrated it too was, you know, made it made the moment even better. If you hit a home run, and this is to anyone listening, you hit a home run in a college game and you know it's gone and you want to flip the bat, that's fine. The, the level of emotion should be dictated by the situation. If you hit a walk-off Agreed. grand slam at home to win a regional, you can get naked and run around the base, <laughs> in, in, my, in my opinion. I said that Sunday so, night, so I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> there's there's a baseball player. Kip said Arkansas. it. Kip said it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I will endorse that. Hey, and I, I, I told you Sunday night, uh, or not Sunday night, Saturday night, I think we were, uh, you know, told you, I, th- I said that might be the top five moment in Tennessee sports history. Cause those, I mean, those moments just don't happen all the time. And uh, yeah, the celebration made it great. The, the, like you said, right state, like mid major. Sure. But if you, if you know anything, like they weren't, they shouldn't have been there. Like it should have been another team that four seed. So um yeah, so it, that moment is—it's especially because it's—it's going to be the—it's going to be kind of the moment that I think people are going to say Tennessee baseball arrived. Like this is what kind of catapulted Lindsey Nelson to grow, um, and, and so I, I legitimately believe that. And I, yeah, so that, it was an awesome moment. It's going to be an awesome moment forever. And, and it's cool, like I said earlier, it feels good to be you know the the, the cutest boy at the dance. You know, I, I mean. <laughs> It's cool to not be – and, look, we know who pays the bills, guys. Like, we're not hating. I hope Coach Heupel wins 11 games. I listen to the recruiting stuff. I love seeing guys come in. Two-way players, come on. Whatever you got to do, like, to make Tennessee football good. We know where we stand. But I would be lying to say that these guys don't feel unbelievably good, that they are part of this university and this athletic department and this fan base has just grasped onto them like they have. And has pushed them to the, you know, the limelight and the center of the universe and, and their sports universe. And they feel great about it. And I, I hope we get to have a couple more weeks of it. I just do. I just, I, I, I don't expect it all the time, but 
it's easier for a group to stick around. It's easier for, you know, a, a possible signee uh, in the MLB draft to, to come to school or a guy to come back when they get to be the cutest boy at the dance. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think that's, that's something that shouldn't be understated. And that's why we feel for the people that aren't going to be in, but come to the watch party and be around the stadium and tailgate and do everything that you would do for a game in Neyland that you weren't going into. And, you know, Maybe, you know, someone that got eight tickets that's on a, a, you know, super famous podcast blog blog that has eight tickets because he's a season ticket holder might give you a couple at a fair price. And, and get I you get so, so I just, uh, I, it does feel good in all seriousness. And, and, and anyone in our staff or in our, our building or in our locker room that says it doesn't is lying because it does. I, I definitely, I mean, it, it's exciting. I'm, I'm really happy for you all. Cause uh, you guys are an awesome staff and uh, fun team to watch and be around. So that's, that is one thing I want to tell you. And it looks like uh, you guys kind of got to do that Friday night. I know it's kind of hard to do in the grind of the season. Um, but from a fan, like this has been an exciting team to watch a fun team, you know, a fun team to you feel like you're a part of. And I hope you guys can this weekend get in the host of super regional um, really kind of get to look around and see where y'all have made it. Because, like, whatever happens from here on out, it's kind of like gravy. Like, you all have done – yeah, there's going to be some fans that are upset because you don't win at all if you don't, you know, because that's how fans are. But, uh, real, like, real, te- like true Tennessee fans are really, really proud of what you all have done. And, I mean, it's obvious. They show up and, and, and cheer harder than anybody. So, I hope you all get to kind of get a moment to, like, soak it all in. And it looks like you did really get to do that Friday night and even some Sunday nights, which is all – I'm really glad you all get to because that's, that's what it's about. And uh, I'm it, glad you are enjoying it. It's awesome, it. man. It, it's it's been awesome, and you know, V got choked up talking about it on Sunday, and and I'm not gonna cry on your on your pod, but like the the one <laughs> that thing would be that a first. Was, that's good. That's good. That's good for ratings. So oh, no, to. no, no, I'm not. I just I just don't I don't want it to get because sometimes it's easy to get lost in the you know the shuffle of we are so appreciative of it and don't just because you don't have ticket don't give up on it come to the be around it our players feel that they they love signing the autograph for the kids they they love being you know taking pictures they've never felt this before and a way to get guys to continue to play hard and it is to feel like that's you know this guy that's been to five games this year is part of my family because he's you know he's cheering me on or he's you know he wants me it's easier for them to go out there and be motivated to play and and look i get it it's a super regional there ain't gonna be any lack of motivation it's it's an sec club it's a week 11 sec matchup but it like v says when you do it together and, and together means everybody together means everyone wearing orange or white in the stands and that cheering for us that that means everybody. Now, one thing I will say, I I'm gonna shout out these dudes, and it's gonna be dangerous because they have a pretty good Twitter following. The legends are are a good thing for yes. us. They are. Let's stay away from a couple of things. No one is overrated. That never works out. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That never works no, out. No, you're right. Okay. <laughs> they've they've had funnier one-liners than that, and I actually giggle at some of them. That's not a good one. And if someone's 0 for three. Let them be. Don't, don't <laughs> remind them. They, they know they're over three. We don't need to motivate them to, you know, stay on a slider a little bit longer and be one for four with the homer. That's not the way to go about it. So eliminate that one. 
anything else is fair game, you know, to the limits. I just want the event management to know that I, I just, <laughs> there are limits to that thing, but come be loud, do, do whatever you got to do. Coach said, make it nasty. This week was, this is the best fan base in the country. They were not inappropriate at all. At all. If people are offended by it, it's their problem because you know what? Kind of the attitude of this group is the attitude of Tennessee and the fan base. We get kicked a lot, man. We're the butt of all mm -hmm. the jokes. We're not anymore. We're just not. So if we're not, we're not going to act like we are. So just because you don't like that, the, you know, the kid picked himself up and is picking on the bully, that ain't our problem. That ain't, like, and that, like ain't, that. that ain't our fans' problem. <laughs> that ain't Coach Eckler's problem. That ain't Coach Heupel when they're beating up on people next season's problem. That ain't Coach Barnes' problem. That's your problem for not letting the land dog lay. <laughs> so if you don't want Drew Gilbert to bat flip, then don't run it, you know? Then just let the land dog lay. So I'm not saying be passive. I'm just saying make sure that those two chants, I, I think our success <laughs> rate is 0% of getting that guy out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And, hey, if it's their best player, you can make fun of him when he's on defense, not when he's hitting, please. There you go. And, <laughs> he's and, got 1,000 hits. Keep yeah. it strictly like fashion choices. Like make fun of his hair or the way he's wearing his pants. Like yeah, don't talk about his play. The, they got after yeah, Trey Morgan but, that first night, but the, the next couple days. On Trey. Yeah, <laughs> Trey please, went off after that. Please stop picking on Trey. That guy is he's an assassin, and I'm not supposed <laughs> to talk about other players. He is so talented and he's deserved everything that he's gotten and will get. And he's gonna play this game way too long, way longer than me, way longer than a lot of people. <laughs> And it's because he's a good player, so don't make fun of that guy because he's, he's way too good. Hey, I've, got, I've got one more question from last weekend, and I was uh, during this – you don't have to speak to a specific call because I'm not trying to get you fined. Um, sure. I'm, not, I'm not paying for that. But uh, I was watching you during – I can't um, either. During, during, a, <laughs> during a sequence. But um, I just want you to explain what a balk is to me. Uh, so I think by definition it is the pitcher – uh, purposely deceiving a base runner or batter is what the definition of, but it's so crazy because there's so many different limitations to a balk. Like if the guy doesn't come set, he runs through a set and goes and coming set means the guy comes to a complete pause when he, you know, before he delivers the ball to home, there's things where if you get jittery, jittery legs and you kind of bounce around to come set, but then you don't, that's one of them dropping the ball on the rubbers. One of them. And then the one that you were probably referencing Sunday night or Monday, excuse me, was you cannot pick to a base that is not occupied. So when the first baseman ran in and left mm -hmm. that little that little dirt area of first base and caught the ball, it's an automatic balk. Mm -hmm. So and you're probably like, well, why can you pick the second? Because the if you're running towards the base, that's legal. If you're running away from the base, it is illegal. You can't pick to a base where the guy is running away because what I would do essentially is if I think you're running, I would break my first baseman in and you're going to be like, oh, there's no one covering me and run. And then I'm going to throw it to the first baseman where he'll play catch with the, the shortstop and, and you'll be out. So it's, it, it is a good rule because you're taught if the guy crashes, you need to run and you can deceive by that guy hitting the brakes, playing catch with the shortstop. And now you're like, well, what the heck, you know? Right. So, so what you're saying is don't try to pick off somebody who hasn't stolen a base all year. I will give you the rundown on this. <laughs> they were not picking necessarily because Beloso was running. They were picking because they wanted to make 
sure that Thompson wasn't going to safety squeeze because that's a very hard play to defend. So what they did is they picked twice in a row to see if he would show it. Mm. They had a hunch that he was showing it. They mixed up the signs. And I knew they mixed it up too when I was watching them. Like, this ain't going to end well. And they picked when the guy was crashing to go cover the safety squeeze. And honestly, if they would have just delivered the ball home, it probably would have worked. But he, they mixed the signs up. It was actually, actually miscommunication rather than uh, trying to pick off below. So they were not worried about him because he was not the runner that mattered. He was the yeah. runner at third. <laughs> right. So, so they didn't care if he was stealing. They just wanted to make sure that Thompson – and I don't know if I'm allowed to say these names, but whatever, they were playing in the game. They, didn't, they wanted to make sure Thompson wasn't going to safety squeeze or even suicide squeeze. So they wanted to make sure they had it covered on that line. Gotcha. That's just hilarious. Like, I, I didn't know Beloso hadn't stolen a base all yeah. year, but I found <laughs> that <looks> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't See, look I good. say this, I'm, I'm like, oh, man, not worried about Beloso. I'm going to put on his card the guy he might run. You <laughs> never know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want his first one being this weekend. Right, yeah. Loose That's cannon. Cool. Really good club that we're playing, boys. Make sure we're all staying positive throughout, you know, till the last out because you could see if you get negative, what could happen. Drew Gilbert might be up. So hopefully, like I said, we really appreciate the support. Fill up as much as you can. If you're if you're going to buy a ticket, do it because you know what? The less purple, the better. Our guys deserve right. it. You guys deserve it. And let's shoot. Let's have a better weekend than last time I talked to you. Absolutely. Coach, we really appreciate it. Appreciate all the – Tom and, and that you come on the show and you know you guys have been great to us since we've um since you guys have been here so we really appreciate it keep winning that that helps too um you yeah. know I, I was talking about it the other day I was like three more weeks and we'll be done with baseball that's kind of you know Sad. either way it goes it's 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 gonna end and I don't I don't really want it to even though if we win a national championship I don't want it to end um but yeah we appreciate you, know, you guys no problem, man. Sorry to take up too much of your time. And if it's meant to be, it'll be, which is a country song. I don't listen to that, but my old lady does. So, um, and at the end of the day, the players play. So try and, you know, no, no reason. And this goes to LSU fans too. No reason to fist fight or do anything silly. Cause I see the banter on Twitter. Let's just relax. Let's enjoy good competition, cheer for your teams. And let's see how, you know, it falls at the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and hey, before you go to, uh, have we gotten you a baseball shirt? The rifleman at bat shirt? No. So you, okay. But I'll wear anything, guys. Yeah, I'll no, we, we'll, we'll work on I that. Yeah, Landon will show it to you. We, uh, we've, we've got, we've had these shirts for probably about two years now, maybe three years. So hey, we'll, we'll get them to you. For an NIL deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, can... we'll throw your face on there. Yeah, we got a little yeah, rifleman. Oh, yeah. I'll wear one of those. So we'll we'll get them sent over to sent yeah, over to you. Wear? I'll text you over my size. I don't want people to make fun of me. <laughs> just, just too too much too much ammo for. A is, it a, is it is it is it a medium? No, I wish. Medium. Goodness, I wish. I need to get on that Peloton a little more. If I need a, a medium. So I like it. Well, hey, good luck I'm this weekend, to do coach. A triple medium. <laughs> oh, so. there you go. I like that. Use. I'm going to use that now. <laughs> All right, boys. See you, see you around the field. Hopefully, uh, it's, it's the weekend that everyone dreams of. See ya. Absolutely. Good luck, right. man. See you, man. Those Vols assistant coach, Ross Kivett. Always have a good time. Kicking it with Kiv. We're going to steal his show name. You need to check it out. <laughs> um, don't – I haven't seen one come out since the season started, which makes sense. But um, I'm sure he'll continue that 
during the off season here, kicking it with Kiv, having some former Vols on, uh, some current Vols on too, I think. And uh, so I'll plug his show. He mentioned NIL, so I'll plug his show a little bit. Yeah, there you go. But, and Drew Gilbert's trying to get him paid, man. Get that third assistant paid. Absolutely. He's gonna have a busy summer, even though when even when he's when the season's over, hopefully it's in three weeks with the, you know coming out with a win. But um, you know he, he's gonna have a busy summer that with with camps and everything like that. So uh, you know let, let's get him paid. Let's start campaigning with Drew Gilbert. Drew, if, if you're listening to this, get us some of those shirts. We'll be happy to <laughs> tote those around around two. Um, yeah, we need to yeah, work man, out that deal. I'm excited. I'm excited about this week. It does kind of make me nervous that we've already beat them three times. It, I just it, don't like that. Just because, like, it, it's the – it is a Tennessee it, fan in me. But just like any sport, no, like, that's, that's what they tell you. It's, it's hard to beat it's a, it's a, hard to beat a good team twice. It is. It's yeah. very, very difficult. It, it's really hard to beat them five times. Very difficult to beat them <laughs> five times, and you, you've got to do that. Tennessee, though, two wins away from Omaha. Tennessee hosting a Super Regional for the first time. And, and like I said, I, I was upset about the tickets just because I feel like – I feel like there's just again, it has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with the baseball team. It has absolutely like I know who's at fault, and um, I think it, it's just it, there's always seen the last 15 years this disconnect between the fan base and um, the athletic department. And today didn't help it in my opinion. I think though the watch party is going to be a fantastic event. Hopefully everything works out. I, I do think kind of like encouragement. I know you guys don't listen to the show, but if you do, um, it doesn't have to be this huge event. Set up TVs, set up projectors, get the game on, and, and then just you know rope some places off for fans to hang out, like Volunteer Village. Like you don't have to have the vendors. Yeah, the vendors would be sweet. Like that stuff would be awesome. But it doesn't have to. Like just get fans in and around Lindsey Nelson for this weekend, and the event make will it, take care of itself. An all weekend event, don't not just the game, like. Before our games and after, there'll, there'll be games going on. So I want this thing to be – if you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah. And, you know, make this thing an all-weekend thing where, you know, Tennessee fans can really – you know, if if they haven't been to a game yet or, you know, haven't been a part of it, you know, let them be a part of it. Uh, I think this would be a perfect opportunity. Really show those donors that get to go into the stadium that, hey, you know, this is a program worth putting some dollar bills up for. Yeah, and you know it too. I think if you slapped on a five, ten dollar, fifteen dollar charge to get in the gates there, and you know you said all this was going to, you know, the baseball program upgrades at Lindsey Nelson, I don't think fans would have a problem paying it because that's the thing I've seen too. Fans are begging for him to pay Tony and to upgrade the facilities. The money was going to go to the athletic department the entire time. Like the tickets were going to be sold out. So that that, that argument's just dumb, guys. The five hundred dollars on StubHub does not go to the university. So. Your mm-hmm. argument for that makes no sense. Um, no, they paid a hundred dollars for for the <laughs> yeah. whole weekend. Um, so on five hundred per game per game. So that's a dumb argument. But yeah, this, I th- this weekend's going to be good regardless of of the stuff that transpired today. It does look like the watch party could be happening. Um, you know, I, I hate that guys like Zerker are having to worry. I hope he's not having to focus on that. That's not his business. He's you know he's got stuff to take care of in the facility. Um, so Dude, hopefully that, that, that guy works his butt off. Yeah. Um, I don't know sure. if he gets enough credit, but he really does, you know, props to him. Um, got to kind of wave to him after that win on, um, Sunday night. That was really cool to see him be a part of it and, you know, seeing all that work that he's done. Cause he was part of the staff before it was Vitello. So, you know, yeah. he, he's been through it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, props to him. Glad he's, you know, coming out, um, on the winning end this time. 
Absolutely. I don't, I don't think we have any uh, fan questions here. Joe Fowler did drop in the chat. He just uh, mentioned talking about Kiv. He said such a cool down to earth. He's such a cool and down to earth. Awesome dude. Love when he's on the show. He, this whole staff um, Kiv too, like they're just good dudes that, uh, you know, Zerk's given us some of his time. Uh, Kiv has obviously given us a lot of his time. And, um, you know, Tony Vitell has mentioned that uh, he'd be happy to come on. So we just got to make it happen sometime, but they, they've all lended their time to us and they've just been awesome. Every time we've chatted it up with them and uh, we really appreciate them. Um, and not that, you know, winning has nothing to do with the kind of guys they are, but it's awesome that they get the the opportunity to have the kind of success that they're having and that they're good dudes too. Like that makes yep. it easier to cheer for them. Yep. And that's this whole program. I mean, the players also like it's, it's easy to cheer for guys that, you know, Evan Russell, you know, he's, you know, even though we lost to Arkansas, he was letting them know that, hey, we're going to see you again, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he's <know>. a villain. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I know Ross had, had, had to go, but I kind of wanted to ask him, like, like you got to love that, take it on that, that villain. Well, and he uh, kind of mentioned that. He was like, you know, you're going from the bully, the bully to the bully now. Yeah. I kind of had a ton of questions for him. He kind of all, he, he answered pretty much all of them before I even right. had to ask. But um, yeah, I mean that, that villain role, I, I love it because like Tennessee fans haven't really got to experience that in such a long time. Um, right. You know, we, we're always like, yeah, let's, maybe let's be the good guy. Hey, screw if we're winning, let's be the villain. I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I, 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 I would much rather be the hated than the loved. The love teams are usually not kicking your ass. <laughs> yeah, they're not that good. Right. They're soft. There's nothing soft about this team. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, are you ready to jump into what's trending? Because I've got a – speaking of villain, I've got yeah. one. Yeah, let's go. Nick Saban gets an extension. I don't have the details of it. I'll have to pull it up. But my, something like that. How does he not – doesn't John Calipari have a lifetime contract at Kentucky? How does Nick Saban not have a lifetime contract? I feel like I he can. I, I guess he doesn't want to like settle on on one amount. He, he's just like <laughs> he keeps getting one every couple of years, so it keeps I increasing. <laughs> I guess I and you know I think too he needs a a, a post. I don't know how you say it. he needs an after death contract because I think if he left detailed notes, I think Alabama could still win more games than the majority of the SEC. Oh yeah, like if they if they only went by what was written down. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I hate how good he is. Like, it pisses me off. Yeah, it sucks. Speaking of being the hated or the loved, I, I can't stand it. And he's just an ass. He's an ass. Um, I'm not going to tell you. So, why are you still asking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quit asking. Yeah, like, I, like, he's the one that, yeah, he wins, and, and that's, you know, what makes him great, but it's not because he's a good dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, my next what's trending college baseball. It was trending literally all weekend like on the, on the actual what's trending page on Twitter. Um, college baseball is, is here. Uh, and it has been awesome to see it grow. Um, cause like that again, like college sports, obviously just like you're not getting the same product. It's the things around it in and around it that make it special. They're like built the, different. The, the talented teams that are having fun, that are hitting dingers, that are throwing the bat, that are um, doing the sellies in the dugout, like that's what makes college baseball special. Seeing all the videos, uh, you see the Ole Miss home, uh, Grand Slam, 
beers flying everywhere. You don't see Tim that. Elko, man, on God. one ACL. <laughs> I mean, he might not have any ACLs left, but he is still hitting the ball 400 yards and or 400 feet, excuse me, 400 yards would be impressive. Um, 400 feet, yeah. 400 That's feet. what Drew, Drew Gilbert's went 400 yards on Friday. Probably. I play too much golf. I'm in yard modage, but it's go. it's um it, it's special. And it's been it's been special for a while, but now it's starting to gain national attention and and getting you know more uh, more followers and, and things like that. So it, it super cool to see baseball trending for like four days, college baseball trending for like four days straight. Everyone's saying MLB's dying, baseball's dying, college baseball is doing the opposite of dying. It's coming alive. Yeah, absolutely. And you know I've I've been watching it forever. Like the College World Series is one of my favorite times of the year I, I love watching college baseball you know i know you're a big wooden bat guy but i'm it's a big a, i'm a big aluminum bat guy it's just the sound of the wooden bat you can't beat the crack i'm sorry you uh, can't beat it that that crack or ding that you saw friday now that's what i live for that was um, an awesome sound and, and then you know the the college baseball game i was about to like, say that, 06, they, 07, like, that was one of the best games ever made Dude, they need to bring that back. It was so much fun. And I, I enjoy playing the show. I've actually been playing quite a bit of it this week. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. I've been tearing it up with the Cubbies. There um, you go. Yeah, no big deal. But it, uh, it, I, need to, I need to ask you about it because I'm looking for another game. I just don't have anything that I'm just like, yeah, I really want that. The Who only just didn't do it for me. The only thing I hate about it is the online play sucks. Like, you either play someone really, really good and get destroyed, or you start beating someone in the third inning and they quit. So, like, you can't get a good online game going. Gotcha. That's the only thing that sucks. Um, and then the thing that also sucks about baseball, and it's like this for any two for 2K, for hockey, you're like, my pro players or your franchises take way too long to play. <laughs> so, to, to like build up. Yeah. It's like, you've got, well, to complete one season, you have to play 100 and plus games and all of the, and, you know, 80 games in the NHL or NBA. Is it 80 in the NHL? It's something around, no, I think it's more than 80 in the NHL, 100 and, 60 or whatever in uh, MLB. So it's just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's how 2K is too. It's just like, if you, if you skip on those games, then like your player isn't going to get any better. So he yeah. sucks. And then there you are trying to play in the NBA finals with the 78 overall player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But other than that, it, it's, it is fun to just go play like uh, exhibition games and stuff. I do enjoy yep. that. Um, my next one, Tim Priest. He announced he's retiring as the uh, color analyst for the Vol Network, for Tennessee football. Pat Ryan uh, is set to take over. I don't dislike Pat Ryan, but, man, I'm going to miss Tim Priest and some of the electricity that he brings to the booth and the passion. I mean, Pat Ryan is a VFL and um, and fan and whatnot, but you're not going to replace guys like Tim Priest or Burt Bertelkamp, and so definitely going to miss him on the call. Yeah, Mom, uh, what's trending is – Tony V, baby. Okay. It, it's got to like it. be Tony V. I, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk about, um, you know, I, I'm sure a, a, he's got a ton of calls for jobs, and I'm sure his assistants have as well. But it, it just seems like a guy who, you know, is comfortable where he's at. And, you know, yeah, he could probably – he could go somewhere and dominate. But, you know, he's built this. So I think that there's something to that. And, uh, you know, I, I just feel like this staff is going to be ra- around for a, a hot minute. Um, I think they'll be back next year. Yeah, no, I, I – We've kind of said that before. But, yeah, I, I think he said it – Tony V said – gave kind of a hint today. He's like, yeah, we, we love it here. And, you know, guys, you know, my staff's comfortable. They've done an incredible job. 
Um, yeah, and you're like you're you're there. Like you're one of the top five teams. It's not like you're a decent team, like a a right state. Like that coach, yeah, he could go to the SEC. But Tony Vitello is in the SEC. You know, that's the highest level of, of college baseball. You know, yeah, he could go to you know a, a legendary program like an LSU or a Florida. But you've beaten those teams this year, so. Yeah. So it, right. is it is it really you know if we can pay him the same amount of money you know let him upgrade the stadium the way he wants to why would he leave? Hundred percent. I don't. I don't. It doesn't make you know. Obviously anything can happen, but he's mentioned how much he loves it. Kibbs mentioned how much the staff loves it. It would just be a. It would be a weird. It would be a weird thing to to take place. So I'll fight Danny White if he leaves. I'll fight him. Yeah. Yeah. I did see Rand. Like I, I don't know if it. Yeah, Danny White, obviously, that has something to do with it. But but Randy Boyd, I feel like, has a big hand in that, too, because he's such a big baseball guy. He's, he's a big – he seemed to be the only one enjoying the regional games this past weekend. Yeah, and, and I, I saw him um, on Sunday wearing a, a gray Tennessee baseball jersey. Like, yeah. He's, he's not – yeah, he's not going to let Tony Vitello walk without, you know, a – A fight. A fine offer. A, a strong-ass offer, if you will. <laughs> I like that. Um, my next one is, uh, we mentioned the James Madison, uh, softball team. I got a shout out. I, I think I'm saying her name, Odyssey, Odyssey Alexander, I believe is her name. It's the pitcher. Yeah, pretty much. Um, she plays like that name, dude. She's ridiculous. Did you see her play at a uh, girl laid down a bunt just in front of home plate? She runs, makes a diving catch to pick up the ball, tags a runner at home to make a play. Did you see that? I did see that, yes. Ridiculous play. She got a stance. So they do end up losing to Oklahoma, who I think was a one seed uh, in the World Series, but gets a standing ovation from the away. Like, you know you're the real shit when the opposing fans applaud you as you walk off the field. Like, that's when you know you're good. And Absolutely. it was, dude, that wasn't like, I was like, that's freaking awesome that they applauded her. She, she walked off and, dude, she's good. She pretty much single handedly took the Dukes to the College World Series. So. The Dukes? <laughs> yeah. We learned that name because I mentioned her last time. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. getting getting two shout outs on the show, man. You got to pay for that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you have any more? What's trending? Um, I don't. Uh, please hold. I don't. I don't know if you can see this. So this is the backdrop I was talking about for the recruits. Okay. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, like that's so much cooler than, you know, sorry Tyler Barron and Cooper Mays, but like. What is what is that has nothing to do with Tennessee? A checkerboard. <laughs> but it's not it's not art. Like that that's way more badass, right? No, I, I agree. I do like that. But I hope Jeremy Pruitt and Josh Heupel aren't worrying about those. So I'll say also, that. Also, I, I did want to talk about this with Kiv because I didn't know if it was an NCAA violation, but uh Tennessee baseball is uh is a boost on DraftKings. Okay. Oh, so we so the odds boost is Tennessee or Vanderbilt to win the the college baseball World Series. It's a plus three hundred. Either one of those teams. I feel like that's pretty good odds. I might have to plant that seed just to be like, hey man, you really got to win. My my mortgage is on the line. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go collecting it if you don't, <laughs> or at least let Vanderbilt win. You got to get something out. Of it. Actually, exactly. that I would probably rather lose my money than Vanderbilt. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I do agree with that. Uh, my last one is uh, space. Just thought I'd mention it. I really want to mention this. So Jeff Bezos is apparently going to space with his brother, which is like the most rich guy move ever. Like, hey, man, we can go to space if you want to, if you're free this weekend. Um, have you seen his rocket, though? 
Yeah, I did see that. It's a penis. Like, that's a penis. Yeah, it's a straight penis. <laughs> it's just a penis. It's a dong. <laughs> it's a weird thing. to do. Like, hey, you want to fly in this thing? I mean, maybe, like, you know, if you, if you hit a walk-off Grand Slam, you can run around the bases naked. Hey, if you make money like Jeff Bezos, you can uh, make a rocket as a penis. And, yeah, I, I agree with that. I do kind of agree with that, so. I mean, it, 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 it's like, well, I mean, like every well, rocket's going to have a, have a song. That, like uh, I pray my thing is as big as the Alpha Tower. So I can, Jeff Bezos did it. He was like, I don't have to pray. Yeah, just, but he, just, he didn't do the entire world. He wanted to do like all of <laughs> space. <laughs> He's effing the universe. <laughs> yeah. Good for him, man. Oh, God. That's that was good. That was a great pool. <laughs> that song. I don't know. What's the name of it? Um, Dylan, do you know the name? You, you seem to know the lyrics are off the top. So, no, no, doesn't know the name. Okay, do I don't know the name. Him? I can't. I can't see him. Oh, sorry. I can see him. Oh man. Sorry. Uh, Here, I'll, I'll bring him up real quick. You can. You on? Yeah, so there we you, go. Dylan, you don't know it. You don't know Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I was playing dumb, but yeah, yeah, obviously Kendrick's the goat. So, <laughs> so do you know the name of that song? I don't know the name of it. I don't know the name of it. I know what you're talking okay. about, though. Yeah. Gotcha. Kendrick, Kendrick's one of my favorites. So. There you go. Okay. Backstreet Freestyle, that's what it is. Mm. I couldn't think I, of it. I'm just saying, I mean, I mean, it does have to penetrate the next layer to get into space. <laughs> so <I'm, laughs> there you go. That's it's true. Perfect design. Perfect design. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, a man's man. Jeff Bezos is a man's man. <laughs> uh I don't have I don't think I have any stupidities, Landon. So you're gonna have yeah. to No one's I been mean, too stupid. I mean everyone that's complaining about the backflip, literally everyone of any backflip. You're an idiot. They can you're, they can step in front of Jeff Bezos' rocket penis. <laughs> Hey, T. Bob Herbert, whatever his name is on Twitter, the LSU oh, show guy. There, there's, there's my. If I get to throw, yeah, didn't he say he's going to give everybody chlamydia? What is that about? What the hell? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a felony to spread something <laughs> like that. But I, it's, yeah, it's probably random. I mean, at least Indiana Jeff anyway, Bezos so. doesn't have a chlamydia rocket penis. <laughs> if you told me like LSU has it's, a chlamydia problem, I would believe it. So. It's a good threat. I mean, I, I don't know what the follow through is on it, but it, it, it's a good threat, I guess. Stay away from that guy. <laughs> I mean, put a green X on his helmet or something. I don't know what you do with him. Yeah, Kip says he, he needs to get on that Peloton. I mean, I'd hate to to put a green X on his on his baseball helmet. <laughs> don't touch him. I will oh, say okay. if there was a, if there was a person with chlamydia, a guy named T Bob. I mean, that's prime. Number one. On That's a good point. Good point. How, how do you get the Who name? Else would it be T Bob? I can't. I got, well, can't even begin to understand. Chlamydia. Chlamydia. <laughs> I'm gonna go with chlamydia is probably like the number one. Not, yeah, probably. Like it probably somehow surpasses herpes in the state of Louisiana. Like getting herpes is the most common one. Chlamydia is. Probably number one in Louisiana. So, congratulations, T Bob, for just passing that out. That's a, I guess, something you can hang your hat on. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all I've got. Anything else? Anybody? 
stupidity or anything. I mean, you throw it out there. Uh, I, did, I, did have one. I did have one. Sorry. This is getting kind of late and I got to go to work in the morning, but um, <laughs> the truth at the uncommon fan said Shiana would have done for Tennessee football. What Vitello has done for Tennessee baseball. It's too bad. The keyboard cowards and shock jocks wouldn't let Curry do his job. Is, is that a troll? There's no way that's true. Like somebody it, didn't actually think that, right? You, you can think Shiano was going to be better than Pruitt. That's fine. But to there try to think? equate what he's done to what Botello's done is just stupid. That was a great stupidity. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, are you serious, Clark? <laughs> I don't know. That's just a whatever. Hey, man. Um, Paul Maneri, congrats on retirement. You just got about yeah. two more days or I yeah. guess two more games and you're, you'll be all. All done. You'll be fishing, hitting the links. Yeah, he's probably going down to Palm Beach right after this. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Get some chlamydia the down dirty there. Myrtle. So you, you, <laughs> there the, you go. the dirty Myrtle's got to have it. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. I went to a, I went to a landed. club. I'm not proud of it, but I went. <laughs> you went to a club in Myrtle Beach? Are you 18 on spring break? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. The, 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 our waiter said, "Yeah, it's 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 like your group, your uh, your crowd." Oh, like, that's I don't, it. Says I don't what he know thinks that about you. <laughs> like, I, I just ordered a pina colada, so maybe he just thought I was 18. Probably. But, dude, it was called the Sky Bar. And, like, the name sounds appealing, right? No. Sky, I mean, it <laughs> doesn't because I said it was in, in Dirty Myrtle. But yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like, a few drinks landing. I'm like, hmm, you know, Sky Bar, you know, sounds pretty nice. It's literally just on the second floor. It's closer to the Sky on the first floor. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, guys, yeah, we appreciate- it was gross. Oh, sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, guys. We appreciate y'all listening. Um, shout out to Dylan, producer. Thanks for having, thanks for uh, being on and um, helping us out through the show. Shout out to Ross Kivett for uh, hopping on, getting us time. Guys, if you make it to the game, have fun, cheer loud. Uh, remember, Kivett's two rules. If you can't make it to the game, get to the watch party and hang out. I'm probably gonna be there Sunday, so uh, might need to work out some tailgate details or something. What we'll to see? There you go. Yeah, let's let's do it. Um, we don't know exactly when that game's going to be, but yeah, hopefully it's at seven. Let's let's get it going all all day long. Oh god, the game could be at seven on Sunday. I thought it was at three. Oh, uh, noon or three? That's right. That's okay. Three. Okay. So Friday is. <laughs> I was like, Friday. I gotta work. I gotta work Monday. <laughs> we can't be partying too hard. So Sunday is, or Monday Sunday. might be. Th- Five or seven. Okay, I don't gotcha. know. They're it's they don't know exactly when it's going to be. That's they're apparently going to be on TV, so we're happy. There you go. Yeah, beggars can't be choosers. Hopefully, you don't even. Hopefully, you don't even need Monday to just get it done the first. I, I mean, it, yeah, I exactly. For yeah. Saturday and Sunday, so Monday's That's, my only chance. But I'll I'll sacrifice that for just the two games. Yeah, let's give let's give good old That's Paul down there and and Baton Rouge um, a little early retirement. I like it. Guys, that's all we got. Thanks for listening. Have a good rest of your week and weekend. We'll be back, I guess, on Sunday, hopefully celebrating a win. Um, That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.